ISIS cornered and killed. President Trump announcing the death of al-Baghdadi. The world's most wanted terrorist dead. This is a huge success. This is an important and a significant development. This is obviously a great day for the world. We should be really thankful that Baghdadi is gone. The president made the right decision. And this is a major blow to ISIS. The president changed the rules of engagement. Credit has to be given to the president. He's had a determination to destroy the caliphate unlike anybody I've ever met. Thanks to American warriors, al-Baghdadi is dead. His second in charge is dead. We have our eyes on number three. Our message to these bloodthirsty savages is clear. You don't stand a chance against the righteous might of the United States military. Amen. Amen to that. They thought this was going to be, or they said, oh, that's Trump's Benghazi. It showed that he is the absolute opposite of Hillary. Absolute opposite. Instead of it turning into a Benghazi, it is a great day of victory. Um, uh, I was listening to Red Pill 78, and he would, hey, guys, (laughs) this is Melissa, Red Pill the World, if you're new. Um, So I've been so busy, but I want to come on here and just share some really great things and, and hang out with you guys for a little bit because I just, I miss getting on here when I'm not able to anyway, but uh, he was talking about how this guy, Soleimani was um, obviously not Iraqi, but he's going over there basically running the show in Iraq. That was really surprising to me that I didn't realize that he had that much, um, uh, you know, political clout over there of course not not now not now he doesn't so yeah anybody want to be next go ahead just let us know (laughs) we're watching yeah so it's so exciting so yeah um he also was bringing up this really great thing so we look at the q post and um the current events and trump's tweets in the light of god's word so i've got some really great things to share with you guys today um So as usual from God's word and tying it all together, because this is the great day of the Lord. This is it. This is the day when the beast and the false prophet, which is the new world order and all these fake news, whether it's coming from the church or from the media, from the education or whatever is going to be cast out and we will have peace and not all this ridiculous uh, stuff. I'm just so thankful to know uh, the truth and, um, you know, I was reading, it was talking about that there would be a day when this would come, but it was only going to be a few who would do it. You know, as, as we know, we're the 144,000. It's not going to be the masses who will, who will be in the, in the heat of battle. So uh, let's just give thanks to the Lord that, that he has considered us worthy and um, to be a part of this great day. It's really such a such a huge thing, and um, yeah, I I have not had a chance to get with Red Pill seventy eight or uh, someone else was mentioning getting with um, oh is it um, uh, Allison whatever anyway that they might want to hear about you know what the truth is the biblical part is that this is the great day of the Lord, and so as a is someone who has who studies the Word on a daily basis you know this is. <laughs> my role in this thing. So I'm like, I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully I will be able to get uh, to that. But uh, anyway, I'll show you what I've been doing. We're trying to get this house ready. Okay. And so I, I do specialty things. That's my job is I design the house and I purchase all the, the light fixtures and I make sure we have, all, you know, everything, you know, that we need to make it beautiful. And this is what I've been working on, you guys. I just think it's so pretty. This is the shower, right? Uh, it's it, there's a panel. It's a car wash shower, so you just walk in one door and walk out the other. And the the uh, the the shower panel is going to go right there. Those are hydrangea petals. I guess you can make, or I guess whatever flower you want. But I made hydrangea blossoms. Isn't I just think that is so so pretty so pretty so yeah anyway so that's uh uh what i've been working on you know i'm my, it's my that's my uh my part since i don't have any skill to build a house <laughs> i can make something uh pretty anyway but yeah he was talking about this um red pill 78 was saying that uh, there was a somali terrorist group that attacked amanda bay as in mb may not just be you know what 
in Muslim Brotherhood, it may be Manda Bay, Airfield, Kenya, destroying U.S. shadowy surveillance aircraft. So I would, I would take that news as potentially maybe something else was going on at this day that the, that the White Hats controlled. Okay, so they might put it out there. Oh, look what they did. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, sometimes uh, here, just a little bit from the word of God, that so many times the bad guys will lie and they'll blame it on us and, and or they'll blame it on the good guys and or, or say, that oh, the bad guys won or whatever. There's so much disinformation. And so we really have to take all of it with a grain of salt. Um, clearly something's on fire, but who, who it is, who's doing it and what is happening. It remains to be seen. I don't know that I would necessarily take all, you know, exactly what they're saying <laughs> and there be uh, from Kenya, uh, as the gospel truth. So bottom line though, did y'all remember and Redfield 78 brought this up that in, um, uh, on March 15th, 2018 in Q post 947, he said Iran was next. Re, uh, uh, re, uh, RT days after. So some people were thinking, well, that's Rex Tillerson, but maybe it's something else. RT Kenya, Kenya. And this is exactly what just happened. This thing up, this happened in Kenya. And uh, no coincidences track important MB. Maybe it's Manda Bay. Not that it's not a Muslim Brotherhood too, but bottom line, they're dismantling the the network of criminals worldwide that's what's happening and they can't splash it on the news so we just get bits and pieces here and there and q has has, has given us these these clues we're just so blessed to have these clues so we're not left to <laughs> listening to the cnn or abc or even fox i was really disappointed by the who i was very disappointed in them uh, Tucker Carlson the other day was like, he was saying, oh, you people are beating your chest about, hey, it's so great that Soleimani is dead. I'm like, yes, yes. You know, and I guess it'd be so hard to work for Fox News because it's so, so controlled and uh, they want to lead you to believe, you know, oh, this is uh, wrong or whatever. Bottom line, we're rejoicing and yeah, we'll beat our chests all day long. We're so thankful that this is happening and that something good is happening in Kenya that was planned, you guys, March 15th, 2018. So that's a big piece of what I want to talk, talk about today is when you read the word, look at, see how the Lord had planned certain things and it, and it went like clockwork, exactly what he wanted that it was going to do, going to happen. Okay. And he was preparing the people that they would be ready for such a thing, because if you're not really ready or wanting it really bad, then you just take it for granted. And we are all are in for justice. We're screaming for righteousness. We're we're like, God, I have this solution. We're not just like, eh, whatever. We are desperate to get a solution on this stuff so that we are not under these people, right? And that's what it has to get to that point. So anyway, I'm, we're going to talk about that. But you see how the Lord has it all planned out. This this whole Q um, is, is it's a precise military operation. So don't ever worry. It, I mean, look at this. He knew my, way back, March 15, 2018, that this was going to happen on this particular day. Iran was going to happen, and then Kenya was going to happen. So, you know, <laughs> this is amazing. And I really don't think of, you know, yes, Project Looking Glass is because this is a plan. And for us, it's news. To them, it's <laughs> old. It's they've been planning this for two years, clearly. Okay. So just, um, this is not just what they're planning. This is what the Lord ultimately is planning. All right. So make sure that you like this video and share it. And I've been hearing so many of you guys are doing that. And I really, really appreciate you guys doing that. Um, that you're helping to share uh, what we're what we're doing here that is different maybe from some of the other Q channels in that we're trying to help people see what is that this is the great day of the Lord. This is it. We are being delivered and we're about to break into a thousand years of peace. So um, I think that's very, uh, very good information that would be something very 
beneficial uh, to share with people. And uh, so I'm, that's what I'm so glad. I don't monetize the channel. I'm just so thankful that I haven't been kicked off of here and that we can have our place where we can pray together and we can we can talk in our com comment section. Um, you know, so that's, uh, this is just about us being part of what the Lord is doing on the earth in this day. All right. So um, one of the things someone else also showed me is this lady right here. I want to share this video with you also because I listened to it. This, um, and it is Alex Jones speaking, but it is, you know, he does some really uh, great interviews. And basically this woman just, just, told what she had uh, uncovered when she worked in the Department of Education in the Reagan administration. So check this out real quick. Charlotte Thompson Iserby served as the head of policy at the Department of Education during the first administration of Ronald Reagan. While working there, she discovered a long-term strategic plan by the Tax-Free Foundations to transform America from a nation of rugged individualists and problem solvers to a country of servile, brainwashed minions who simply regurgitate whatever they're told. We now present to you the secret history of Western education, the scientific destruction of minds. So th I listened to this. It was so good. She's so um, so easy to listen to, and she just tells what her experience was, just as you know, working uh, for the Department of Education, and and she's an avid reader, and she would just you know look at something and just all of a sudden she's uncovering what they're doing specifically intentionally to dumb down America. We know about Common Core, but it's it's all these things put together. The way that the the, the teachers are hamstrung the way that the that the that the, there's not a clear um uh, uh you know justice going on in the school what do i mean by that um where the kids you know where they where you know there's not peace in the classroom right it's just an absolute mayhem in the school that they obviously took prayer out of schools and god's word out of schools um and so she goes into that and it's uh it was really good. One of the things that jumped out at me along with so many is she said that it was a, one of the things that they intentionally were doing was to destroy the family in, in this, that they would ridicule, teach the children to ridicule their parents. And, you know, when they take away the respect for the parents, then the family disintegrates. And, it's, and when they grow up, then they are easy prey for the bad guys to to draw them off into uh, into communism. And, you know, she uses those terms uh, more than, you know, maybe what we would necessarily in the Q movement, the bottom line, where it's a collective, where it's everybody, um, you know, is, is one giant uh monstrosity that runs the world type of thing and uh yeah so she i think it's a really great video to to listen to um so i want you to i want you to be aware of that so if that's happened to you with your kids and uh, just be encouraged that that's going to be reversed when when we had this mass start awakening i think that everyone is going to have a huge wake up call of a slap in the face and go, wait, I should have listened to my parents. They, they did know what they were talking about. And I was lied to. And we all have, a, we've all had that awakening. We, we have had to come to grips with the fact that we've been deceived and lied to. And so everyone's going to, it's going to be big that everyone else is going to wake up. All right. So now I want you to see about that. Also, um, I, I don't generally watch Perry Stone. I don't generally listen to him. I don't generally listen to the preachers because let me just say, it's not the fact that what anything that they're saying necessarily is erroneous in most of what they're saying. They will have 99% that is clear and on the up and up. And then there'll be that 1% that is especially now that we're in the Q movement and we know what's what they're doing and we see we see through it now and I go the whole thing they had this whole show and talked about all these things that were accurate just so they could put in this one little piece of misinformation or deception so that's what um, and for, for us we just really had to stay on our knees say Lord 
we're begging you to guide us into truth and to and protect us from deception and help us to come into all truth okay so we're we're hopeless without the spirit of god right but okay so here was this whole this you know he'd been speaking about whatever and then at the end because he was talking about you know uh jezebel and and them fighting against the the the, the you know the, the Baal worshipers and all that but then he said because i was working on my my uh my mosaic and so i just i had my hands all and stuff so i didn't change it anyway i normally would flip it over to something else but at the end catch this he said he said i had this and he's trying to sell the, all this stuff i would be so embarrassed as though not now that the workman's not worthy of his hire, but I would be so embarrassed if all the time I'm like, oh, you guys buy this thing from me for $50 to, I just was like, as the someone who's speaking the word of God, I just, it just feels so weird, but whatever. Anyway, so he's, he's trying to sell this stuff and he says, I, uh, on this video, I'm exposing these lies that are being taught. And I was really surprised because I'm thinking, I don't think that there are that many people who are talking about this. I think I'm the only one, but maybe I'm not. I don't know that there are that many people, but he says, I expose four prophetic beliefs that are being propagated today. The belief that the rapture is a false doctrine. I mean, to be honest, I don't really know that many people who are saying that, except me. I'm like, no, we're not leaving. We are not leaving. We're staying right here and we're going to fight and we're going to kick out the beast and the false prophet and we're going to have a thousand years of peace. And we will have a day of rapture when we'll get the new bodies, but it's when we get the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. So anyway, so he's, you know, he's got his own re, you know, the way that he, he believes, but I think makes me wonder who is he working for? Is he, is he deceived or is he deceiver? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, um, <sighs> anyway, the belief that the antichrist has already come, you know, how many people do you ever hear me saying this? I don't really hear that many people except me that it's identified by antichrist as the new world order. They're anti love. They're anti God. They're anti truth. They're anti peace. They're anti all the good things. They're anti Christ, right? And that they are here and we have identified them as, and that we are kicking them out and our president is literally kicking them out, literally blasting them into hell. Right. So that it was interesting. I don't find that who else is, maybe there are, but I just don't know. Uh, you know, maybe you guys can tell me who else is, is propagating these lies, right? The belief that the tribulation has already passed. Well, now I wouldn't say it's already passed. We're, we're still in the throes of it, but we're it's ending. It is ending. It, justice is returning to the earth. Justice is coming to the earth, and and like just like our economy is, um, where you know things are going are starting to to go in the right direction. You know, I wouldn't say the tribulation has completely passed, but we've certainly been through the tribulation. All the the death, all the the cancer, all the autism, all the the promiscuity, all the homosexuality, all the homo, uh, the hormone issues that people don't know whether they're a girl or a boy. I mean, you. <laughs> tribulation give me a break uh, whatever but i'm not here to talk about that i'm just surprised that he's saying that there are people who are who are out propagating these lies right the teaching that we are in the first half of this tribulation so i find it okay what it makes me think it makes me think that he's these are talking points that he has for his his handlers have told him to to to, to speak on these things whether he's deceived or a deceiver, I don't know. But it's almost, it sounds like someone is telling him talking points that we want you to make sure that, to, to fight against these things. If anyone, if anyone like Melissa is going to come out and, uh, and, and tell the truth about these things, we want to tamp it down before it comes out. Anyway, so I, I just wanted you to see that. All right, um, look at this in, uh, oh, where is it? Yes. James chapter three, verse one, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. You know, and I'm, I'm, I read that verse. I'm thinking, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? You know, I'm like, I can't be doing this because I should just go and not, you know, it would be much safer not to teach the word of God, especially because it's so, um, 
you know, I don't want to deceive anyone. I don't want to be tricked and then trick someone else, but it's, I'm under compulsion. I'm under compulsion of the spirit of the Lord. You know, he says that, that, that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh, men and women. And he, I, I, I'm so thankful, y'all, I can't even talk about it. I'm so thankful I have this outlet because I would probably pop if I didn't have this place where I, and you guys are so great because you're so always so receptive and you love hearing the truth. And I'm just so thankful to get to, to share these things with you guys. I'm just so thankful that we have this, it, but it is not, Oh, that I'm just like, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to be a, a big shot. Y'all I'm the littlest shot there is. I'm the, I'm the off scouring of the earth. I, I, I will be judged more, more strictly. And more, you know, and, I'm, and, I, and it's kind of, it is daunting, but I, you know, I know that this is what the Lord has told me to do and he's guides me and I speak, I, is, God is my witness. I'm speaking his words only and there's no handler. <laughs> there's no handler. If I had a handler, they'd be like, you're driving me crazy because you won't do what you're told. <laughs> anyway. All right. So I just want y'all to be aware that that's, it's a dangerous thing for these people to, to do this. It is dangerous for people to speak something because they're told to speak it by someone other than the Lord. It has to be from the Lord that he tells you these things. And other than that, zip it, zip it. Don't speak a word unless you know it's the truth according to God's word. You know, we might say something about a Q post and what's going on in Kenyan. We might not sure exactly whatever, but I'll tell you one thing. I never, I will tell you this. I never spoke a word about revelation because I didn't have clarity. I didn't have revelation on it. I didn't have understanding on it until, until that day when the Lord said, you're going to sit down and, and my friend Dana could tell you, <laughs> we went to this thing in, in, in Dallas. I'm like, I've got to get some understanding on, on revelation. The Lord's not going to let me have a minute's peace until I get some, until I understand. And so I went, I got this, I'm going to show y'all that real quick. I want to show you this thing. Hang, hang on real quick. Okay. So, cause y'all know, I wrote the book on the, on revelation. I've got the new one out there, revelation revealed. And thank you so much for you guys who say you're, you're reviewing it and all that. And uh, then I had the other one, the same book that I wrote, whatever, when I first wrote it, it year ago or whatever um and have videos on it in my revelation playlist and where it dissects what the book of revelation is truly about and not what we've been told anyway so when i first was waking up i'm like okay we're i searched to see if someone else had the truth and i couldn't find anybody anybody and everybody's like oh listen to chuck messler no i tried that no and i knew in my heart i'm like that's not right anyway so so anyway, I got the, I went to this place with Dana. Hey Dana. Um, and so I got this, this book and it's not really a book. It's not really a book. Okay. So what it is, is he said, go and read it three times, read the book of revelation three times. So I did. And he says, it, literally he's got verse by verse, by verse, by verse, by verse, by verse. I don't think, I know you didn't see that, but bottom line, just write it in your own words, any notes, anything that, you know, put it in your own words, write any notes that you, that you think of. And I thought that was a really great, a great study tool. This was just basically a study tool that I got and it really was helpful. You could do that with any book, whether it's a book of the Bible or any book. And so I just dug in and pleaded with the Lord, Lord, please. And now I know what the book of Revelation is about. In a nutshell, it, it is that this battle of Armageddon that we're fighting right now, that we are in the last stages of, that we are kicking out the beast, this giant monstrosity, secret society cabal that is all over the world. And it's in Kenya, it's in Iran, it's in Iraq, it's everywhere. And as, as Q has said, they're everywhere. And we are pulling them out by the roots and casting them literally into hell in tiny, tiny pieces. So anyway, all right. So um, now I, uh, I wanted to show you uh, this from the book of Jasher. Oh, this is so cool, y'all. And I mentioned this a while back, but I don't. I think I've got a, a lot of new people. And if uh, if you are if you heard it before, then I think you'll still really. I've got some other little nuggets to to mix in with it that are just like, oh, this is so cool. This is the story of when um, God was preparing for Moses to go to deliver the people uh, who were in Egypt, okay, as slaves. 
It is so similar to what's going on right now, you guys. We are, we've been slaves. Little did we know. And the Lord was preparing our wonderful president, our Moses, to come to deliver us. And uh, amazing, amazing. The Lord knew. He knew. He says, and what was one of Hugh's first posts was, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. So anyway, so. I want to tell you kind of what was going on before that. Okay. These are like, these are like Q, Q posts, Q posts uh, back in Jasher chapter 67. So this guy named at this point, you might not even know who this guy is. Reuel. Do you know who Reuel is? Now later on, it's going to call him Jethro. I'm like, okay, what's his name? Is it Reuel or Jethro? But anyway, he, he goes by, he goes by both. Anyway, so the king had uh, was asking the wise men in his court for advice on a certain matter. I'm going to go into all that, but um, this is in chapter 67, verse 26. Reuel, the Midianite, okay, he's from Midian, uh, answered the king and said, "My may the king live forever. May the king live forever." Now, it had said earlier that the uh, Egyptians, the Pharaoh, had didn't know the history of Joseph and all the of God's people who had lived in Egypt, and so. He began to despise the, the Israelites and to mistreat them, okay, because he didn't learn his history. So check out what Reuel does, or Jethro does, and he, he gives him a history lesson, okay, just so he can know what really, really has happened and what's the truth. If, and that's the same thing for us. Like this lady was saying, they're trying, let me back to her. This lady was saying that they're, they're trying to remove our ability to think, to, to reason, our cognitive abilities. Just basically here, this is a square peg, put it in the square hole and just be uh, a machine, be a, be a slave. Okay. Um, so, and when not to know history, so we couldn't rise up. And that's why, okay, I'm, I'm jumping around, but this, that's why these, all these lies, that's why they have gotten us where we think we're going to escape and we have to leave here and that, they, oh, there's no antichrist yet and all that, because then we will sit, we will stand down. We will wait for an escape hatch and we will not fight the beast. We won't even look for him because that we're less, that's, we don't even need to, because it's going to be afterwards. You see what I'm saying? The hat, it's, there's a reason they are, want us to believe this okay all right so all right so he says if it seemed good to the king let him desist from the hebrews leave them and let him not stretch forth his hand against them so the king was saying do should i destroy these people okay so for these are they whom the lord chose in days of old that took as the a lot the lot of his inheritance from amongst all the nations of the earth and the kings of the earth and who is there that stretched his hand against them with impunity of whom their god was not avenged who got away with it who didn't, who did something to them and the Lord didn't punish them. That's the history. If you want to be part of being punished by God, okay. Pharaoh's not going to be happy with this message, but anyway, surely thou knowest that when Abraham went down to Egypt, Pharaoh, the former king of Egypt, saw Sarah, his wife, and took her for a wife because Abraham said, she's my sister. And for he was afraid lest the men of Egypt should slay him on account of his wife. But when the king of Egypt had taken Sarah, then God smote him and his household with heavy plagues until he restored Abraham, his wife, Sarah. Then was he healed. He's like, do you see how the Lord does? The Lord protects them. Don't touch them. And Abimelech, the Gerarite, king of the Philistines, God punished on account of Sarah, wife of Abraham, and stopping up every womb from man to beast. In other words, God protects these people. Do not touch them. And then when their, their God came to Abimelech in the, in the dream of night and terrified him in order that he might restore to Abraham Sarah, whom he had taken, and afterward all the people of Gerar were punished on account of Sarah. And Abraham prayed to his God for them, and he was entreated of them, and, was healed, and he healed them. Just, I'm not going to go into all the details, but bottom line, back in the day, it was a wild, wild west. It was a dangerous deal back in the day, and they had the different customs and all that, and, and Abraham and Sarah had to, had to be very, very wise with the way they were doing things, and, and the Lord used it and revealed himself that he was their God, and don't touch them, right? Anyway, and Bimelech feared all this evil that came upon him and his people, and he returned Abraham to his wife, uh, Sarah, and gave him with her many gifts from what it says many times she was drop dead gorgeous anyway 
That's why everybody's wanting her for their wife. He did also to Isaac when he had driven him from Gerar. And God had done wonderful things to him that all the watercourses of Gerar were dried up and the productive trees did not bring forth until Abimelech of Gerar and Huzza, one of his friends, and Pickle, the captain of his host, went to him and they bent and bowed down before him on the ground. And they requested him to supplicate for them, pray for them. And he prayed to the Lord for them and the Lord was entreated of him and he healed them. Jacob also, the plain man, was delivered through his integrity from the hand of his brother Esau and the hand of Laban the Syrian, his mother's brother, who had sought his life. Likewise, from the hand of all the kings of Canaan and had come against him and his children to destroy them. But the Lord delivered them out of their hands, that they turned upon them and smote them. For who had ever stretched forth his hand against them with impunity? In other words, who ever got away with it they tried to hurt them so look at how Reuel Jethro talks about the people of Israel the, and I'm not talking about what we think of Israel I'm thinking about Israel in the sense of God's people his whether you are the physical progeny of Israel maybe from the lost tribes that are now recognizing that you are part of the physical progeny of Israel or if you've been adopted into the family bottom line the whole family of God his children that are as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the on the seashore right so this is the way that that he that he speaks about them but but Balaam is going to speak of him in a different way it's going to speak about him in a different way I'm going to show you guys that is so huge because you know, so many of these preachers do that. They speak evil against Israel, the man Israel. They said they talk bad about him. I have heard it and heard it and heard it. I've told you guys that. I'm not going to go off on my tangent on that, but it, I want you to compare. Look how uh, Reuel speaks of Israel with with such respect and saying that he was a man of integrity and that he was that he was uh, that everyone that everyone had to God protected him and they, they were showing him learn to show him respect um but Balaam is not I'm gonna show y'all that in a second anyway so surely Pharaoh the former thy father's father raised Joseph the son of Jacob above all the princes of the land when he saw his wisdom for through his wisdom he rescued all the inhabitants of the land from the famine it's like look at what the Lord did through his this family after which he ordered Jacob and his children to come down to Egypt in order that they through their virtue, the land of Egypt and the land of Goshen might be delivered from the famine, that we would get the blessing of Abraham here. So don't hurt these people, okay? Now, therefore, if it seems good in your eyes, cease from destroying the children of Israel. But if it not, if it be not thy will that they shall dwell in Egypt, send them forth from here, that they may go to the land of Canaan, the land where their ancestors sojourned. Okay, when Pharaoh heard the words of Jethro, real, he was very angry with him. So he rose with shame from the king's presence, went to Midian, his land, and took Joseph's stick with him. Stop, stop, stop. What? What is this stick? Okay, so he is going back to Midian. He's from Midian. The king did not like what he, uh, he had to say. He didn't like his, his history lesson. Okay, and so he said uh, he picked up the stick stick he took joseph's stick with him and i'm going to read to you more about this stick here in a minute but that okay we're trying to like throughout the word of god you'll see this stick here and there like well, where does it th now you won't see it in the book of genesis but you see it all throughout the book of jasher and that's why i'm like i love the book of genesis but they they hid some of this stuff from us right anyway so they they've got this he's got this stick now you now it's going in, it's in the hands of Reuel. Okay. So wait. Okay. If you don't, don't tell your neighbor. <laughs> if you know what's going to happen, the king said to Job, the Uzite, "What sayest thou, Job?" Anyway, and he's like, "I'm not saying nothing." Anyway, so then Balaam says, "What do you say?" So Balaam said, "Of all the king is counseled against the Hebrews, will they, they be delivered? And the king will not be able to prevail over them with any counsel." For if you think to lessen them by flame and fire, you can't prevail over them. For surely their God delivered Abraham their father from Ur of the Chaldees. And if they think if thou thinkest to destroy them with a sword, surely Isaac their father was delivered from it, and a ram was placed in his stead. And if it's hard labor, and uh, thou thinkest to, to lessen them, thou wilt not prevail even in this. For their father Jacob served Laban all, in all manner of hard work and prospered. 
Okay. So he's saying, this is what, you know, you're not going to beat them like that. You're not going to, you know, this is, this is true. This is true because Balaam wanted to destroy them. Balaam wanted to destroy them. So he's like, don't try this way because that won't, that won't help. Um, if it please the king, let him order all their children, which shall be born from this day forward, to be thrown into the water. Remember Moses being thrown in the water? Uh, it, but it was in a, the mom put him in a, in a, in a little, little boat, a little baby boat. For by this canst thou wipe away their name, for none of them nor their fathers were tried in this manner. And the king heard the words of Balaam, and the thing pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the words of Balaam. And the king ordered a proclamation to be issued and a law to be made throughout the land of Egypt, saying, Every male child born to the Hebrews from this day forward shall be thrown into the water. <gasps> Isn't that horrible? Okay, so that came from Balaam. That came from Balaam. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you something else. Hang on. Okay, so here's the next situation where uh, the king Pharaoh is asking for advice, and so Balaam pipes up and he he lies. He tells the same story, but he is finding fault with God's people every time, and that's the that's what we have to fight against. Is that they'll say something, they'll tell the news uh, on you know. You know in whatever channel and you'll, you know, it'll, it'll have the truth about what happened, but they'll be doing it in such a way that it's the, the president did something bad. It was, it was, Oh, it's, 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 you know, Soleimani was such a wonderful man. It's like, it's like, what are we, is this the same story and this story that, that is really the truth of what's going on? It's just, they tell it in such a deceptive way uh, and, 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 and bringing down judgment on the, on the righteous. Anyway, so this is in chapter 70 of the book of Joshua. For this is the manner of all the Hebrews to deceive kings and their nobles, to do all these things cunningly in order to make the kings of the earth and their men tremble. See, they're, they hate God's people and they always want to look at them with the worst motive and the, you know, in the, in, just, oh, see how they're so just, they're too, so cunning and tricky and they're trying to make everybody afraid of them. It's, if you didn't have, if you didn't have an evil motive, you wouldn't look at it that way, right? That's what uh, I would tell Balaam if he was standing right here. Surely thou knowest that Abraham, their father, acted the same way, who deceived the army of Nimrod, the king of Babel, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, and that he possessed himself in the land of the, of the children of heaven, all the kingdoms of Canaan, and that he descended into Egypt and said to Sarah, his wife, she's my sister, in order to mislead Egypt and her king. If, and his son Isaac also did so when he went to Gerar and dwelt there. And his strength prevailed over the army of Abimelech, king of the Philistines. He also thought of making the kingdom of the Philistines stumble in saying that Rebekah, his wife, was his sister. Jacob also, and not, he's not telling the full story, right? He's not telling what really happened, right? that he was like one man and his wife coming here. And, and you, know, you know, these people could had, had uh, you know, ostensibly power over them anyway jacob also dealt treacherous treacherously treacherously with his brother esau and took from his hand his birthright and his blessing just took it not telling the whole truth are they and he went is balaam he went then to Paddan aram to the house of laban and his mother's brother and cunningly obtained from him his daughter his cattle and all belonging to him Oh my gosh, this is so many lies. I can't even keep up with all the lies. And he took from his hand his birth, um, I'm sorry, and he returned to the land of Canaan uh, to his father. His son, his son stole their brother Joseph, went down to Egypt and became a slave and was placed in the prison house for 12 years. Yeah, he failed to mention that Joseph didn't do anything to deserve to be in prison. Until the former Pharaoh dreamed dreams and withdrew him from the prison house and magnified him above all the princes of Egypt on account of his interpreting his dreams to him. It wasn't just that. It was because he was, there was nobody found in a, with great wisdom like Joseph was. And when God calls anyway, so you see what he's doing. Okay. And so we see the same thing. We see it finally. We're like, we see through everything that you are saying. Right. All right. So then, um, oh, this is so awful. These terrible wise men, these terrible magicians, whatever, the king is sick, okay? Pharaoh is sick. This is horrible, y'all, but I, I, I want y'all to see this is the same thing that's going on right now. Um, the Lord smote 
Look at this. That time the Lord smote Pharaoh, king of Egypt. This is in chapter 76. And he afflicted him with the plague of leprosy from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Owing to the cruel treatment of the children of Israel was this plague at that time from the Lord upon Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. For the Lord had hearkened to the prayer of his people, the children of Israel, and their cry reached him on account of their hard work. And so this is the same thing that is happening with us is that we've been calling upon the Lord and he is sending us, he sent us our deliverer. He sent us a, the Q movement. He sent us all these white hats. He's what awakened us up, up all over the world. This is, this is because our cries have reached him because of, you know, we're all joining together to, to say, Lord, we have got to be delivered from these people, right? Still his anger did not turn from them for the hand of Pharaoh was still stretched out against the children of Israel. Just like we are, we're still in the middle of this. We're still, these people are still spraying us. These people are still uh, lying and uh, you know, doing their evil, right? It's not, we're not done yet with this battle. Um, and Pharaoh hardened his neck. Isn't that exactly what we're seeing? These people in the new world order just harden their heart and they'll lie. Just, you're like, we see you're lying, right? And they just won't stop. They just completely harden their heart. They just, they don't know how to repent. They don't have a heart to repent. So, um, and he, Pharaoh increased his yoke over the children of Israel and, and embittered their lives with all manner of hard work. I think that sometimes I'm like, I think they're spraying us more because they're saying, go back to sleep. You know, it's like they're making it tougher and they're also making it tougher with our, our relationships because it's it's causing so much deception and disinformation it's causing more misunderstandings right either way we got we don't have a choice we can't go back we can't go back to sleep and we can't stop fighting so we're gonna have to keep going until we get across the red sea anyway and when the lord had afflicted the plague upon pharaoh king of egypt oh y'all this is horrible he asked his wise men and sorcerers to cure him. And his wise men and sorcerers said that if the blood of little children were put in the wounds, he would be healed. Isn't that horrible? This is straight from the pits of hell that they would, what horrible doctors make doctors great again, make the medical community great again. This guy, these were terrible. And so he hearkened to them. He listened to them. Ugh. Y'all, seriously, if a doctor, if you talk to a doctor, ask the Lord what's the truth. I told y'all that, that the stuff that I do, uh, uh, the water purification, I, I, that stopped me from being dizzy. My friend went and the doctor told her she had cancer. She took all this cancer therapy and she doesn't even have cancer. Ugh. Anyway, so ask the Lord. He will tell you what, what it is and he will guide you to what you need to do for yourself. Anyway, so Pharaoh's... Um, so he sent his ministers to Goshen to the children of Israel to take their little children. And Pharaoh's ministers went and took the infants of the children of Israel from the bosoms of their mothers by force. And they brought them to Pharaoh daily, a child each day. And the physicians killed them and applied them to the plague. Oh, thus that did they all just, it's hard. It's horrifying. The number of children, which Pharaoh slew was 375. There's nothing new under the sun. This is the same, same, same. We have been their fodder. We have been their sacrifices. We've been whatever they wanted to do to us. Ugh. Look at this. It's the same thing, y'all, that's causing us to cry out. It's our children are sick. Our children are, you know, all these issues with our kids, all these issues with, um, you know, the, the cancer and the autism and all that. So then, oh, this is horrible, y'all. Okay. You can just, I understand if you have to stop the channel, stop the video now if you can't take it. It's too, this is horrible. So now they're they, they're putting on them to make all these bricks. Remember, we in, in Genesis we read it says make make uh, bricks without straw, right? And you can't diminish your your amount of bricks. Well, we didn't get the whole skinny on it. Let me tell you what what, what they did. Another brick in the wall. Sound familiar? Is you come to pass if you're deficient in your daily bricks, I'll put your children in their stead. And the taskmasters of Egypt did so in those days as Pharaoh ordered them. And whenever any deficiency was found in the children of Israel's measure for their daily bricks, the taskmasters of Pharaoh would go to the wives of the children of Israel and take infants of the children of Israel to the number of bricks deficient. And they would take them by force from their mother's laps and put them in the building instead of the bricks. Whilst the fathers and mothers were crying over them and weeping when they heard the weeping voices of their infants in the wall of the building. 
in this way that the taskmasters prevailed over Israel, that the Israelites should place their children in the building. So the man placed his son on the wall and put mortar over him whilst his eyes wept over heaven, his tears ran down. I can't even imagine. I, it's just, and the taskmasters of Egypt did so to the babes of Israel for many days and no one pitied or had compassion over the babes of, of the children of Israel. And the number of the children killed on the building was 270, some of whom they had built upon instead of the bricks, which had been left efficient by their fathers and some of whom they had drawn out dead from the building. Oh, this is just too horrible. So bottom line, I'm not going to read any more of that, but that's in, in uh, chapter 77. The point is we are, we have gotten to that point of desperation that our, we can't keep going with our children are suffering are, you know, so much suffering, just financial and, uh, uh, you know, relational and, uh, medical and, you know, mental, all the distress that we had been under. And thankfully it has been, it has been alleviated to a certain degree. People are starting to come out of deception. We're able to come uh, financially. We're getting all getting better. We're, we're getting healed. Even the president said the other day in, in uh, one of his rallies, he says, you guys are looking better than when I was, <laughs> when I was on the campaign the first time. So I thought that was really cool. We are getting better. Uh, things are getting brighter from darkness to light. All right. So then I want you to, the reason I want to show you this is because the Lord has a plan, just like we're seeing with the Iran and Kenya. The Lord has a plan, just like he did with Pharaoh and Moses, to bring our deliverance. And there's nothing that's going to stop it. This is the Lord bringing our deliverance. And this is, we are not going to have the, the, the beast running the world anymore. This is it. So this is the story. Moses had fled from Egypt. Uh, this is all now in chapter 77. Um, so basically you know, he's in, he's, he's fled and he's been in prison all this time. Turns out he had fled to Reuel's house. He was living with, in, in, in where you it's a long story, but whatever it's, he's living near Reuel and Reuel ended up saying, I don't know if I can trust this guy. And he throws Moses in prison for like 10 years. Knew nothing about that from the book of Genesis. It's recorded in the book of Jasher. And so he's in prison and Zipporah, the daughter of Reuel, Jethro ends up providing for him. Okay. And so that she's like, well, we should go and see 10 years later. She's like, well, we should go and see, you know, what's going on with this guy. Let me back up a little bit. Um, so it says, um, Zipporah answered her father, surely thou hast heard the God of, of Hebrews is great and awful. He does wonders for them at all times. How is it? He's our, he's the one who schooled, uh, Pharaoh on this. Yes, he does know. He it was who delivered Abraham from or the Chaldees and Isaac from the sword of his father and Jacob from the angel of the Lord who wrestled with him at the fort, uh, fort of Jabbok. She's telling him the stories that I'm sure he taught her. He, she's like, you think he might do the same kind of miracles for this man, Moses? like feeding him in prison, which it was really Zipporah, but still it's a hand to the Lord. Also with this man has done many things. He delivered him from the river of Egypt, like as a baby and the sword, the sword of Pharaoh and from the children of Cush. That's another story you can read about in what 70, Jasher 75. Um, so also can he deliver from famine and make him live? He could do that. And the thing that seemed good in the sight of Reuel. And he did according to the word of his daughter and sent to the dungeon to ascertain what did become of Moses. Is he dead or what? And he saw and behold, the man Moses was living in the dungeon, standing on his feet, praying and praising God, uh, the God of his ancestors. And Reuel commanded Moses to be brought out of the dungeon. So they shaved him and he changed his prison garments and ate bread. So get this. This is so cool, y'all. Afterward, Moses went into the garden of Reuel, which was behind the house, and he there prayed to the Lord his God, who had done these mighty wonders for him. And it was that while he prayed, he looked opposite him, and behold, a sapphire stick was placed in the ground, which was planted in the middle of the garden. There's a sapphire stick, okay? I'm going to show y'all a picture of a sapphire stick, something kind of like that, a rod with sapphire on top of it, something maybe like that. And it has the name of the Lord on it. Okay. He approached the stick and he looked and behold, the name of the Lord God of hosts was engraved thereon and written and developed upon the stick, the stick with hand, with engraving. And it's got a sapphire on it. Okay. And it's stuck in the ground. Y'all get it. And he re he, and he read it and then he stretched forth his hand. Okay. So I don't know. It says the name of the Lord on it. You know, he, st he stretched forth his hand and he plucked it like a 
forest tree from the thicket and the stick was in his hand. And this is the stick with which the works of our God were performed after he created heaven and earth and all the hosts of them, seas and rivers and all their fishes. And when God had driven Adam from the garden of Eden, he, Adam took the stick in his hand and went to, I'm sorry, goodness too fast went and tilled the ground from which he was taken and then the stick came down to noah and was given to shem his son until it came into the hand of abraham the hebrew and abraham had given it to his son isaac and he gave him his stick and when jacob had fled to Padanaram to, to flee away from esau he took it in his hand and he returned to his father he had not left it behind him he's like i gotta have that stick i don't have to have anything else but i gotta have that stick okay this is the stick of the blessing of the lord and when he went down to egypt he took it in his hand and then he gave it to joseph one portion above his brethren a huge blessing for Jacob had taken it by force from his brother Esau. If you remember the firstborn was uh, the blessing was removed from him also. And it was given to Joseph as a, as a double, double blessing. And after the death of Joseph, the nobles of Egypt came into the house of Joseph and the stick came into the hand of Reuel the Midianite. Remember I was telling you that he took that stick and he got out of there. Remember that? That's what that's about. And when he went out of Egypt, he took it in his hand and planted it in the ground, in the garden. And all the mighty men of the Kenites tried to pluck it when they endeavored to get Zipporah, his daughter. They weren't concerned about worshiping the Lord. They just wanted Zipporah, but they were unsuccessful. So that stick remained planted in the garden of Reuel until he came who had a right to it and took it. And when Reuel saw the stick in the hand of Moses, he wondered at it and he gave his daughter Zipporah for wife. So Moses has the right to the stick. He has the right. The Lord is going to use him as it was he has a baby. He was a very special child. The mother had a vision about, about him being a very special child. And certainly he certainly was. So in the same way, in the same way, here's the stick in a very similar way. Our president is, you might think he's just a regular guy. No, he's not. No, he's not. He is not. And this video, you can check this out. He has a lineage that goes back to the lines of Judah. Here, this, this one right here, President Trump is from both royal lines. If you haven't seen my video on that, please go and watch that. It's, uh, it's wonderful to see the history there. He is also the Scottish. I think that this, this stick was taken to, as in the sword and the stone, and it was taken to Scotland. And he is from the, the Scottish kings. He, I believe, has, it, it shows on this video, how he is the divine right of kings. This is, this is so similar to what, um, what the Lord had promised to, uh, to send a deliverer. And this is our president. No doubt. No doubt. Look at what he's doing. You, they've never seen such a thing as this. It's like, it's just like Moses before Pharaoh. He won't stop. And he just does not care what anybody says. As, as uh, uh, Lindsey Graham was saying, he's changed the rules of engagement completely. So I'm so, so thankful to live in this day, to see this great wonder. It's all, uh, we have a front row seat to, to sing, not just because we're living in this day, but because we're a part of the Q movement. We see what the Lord is doing. And, and we see the, 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 the Q clues that they give us and we see the Q posts and the Q and the, and the Trump tweets and we're like, okay, he's, you know, he's, he just posted like the other day, like that Q, you know, so he's, he, he'll say something and we'll know it. He'll do that flag. And we know it's not just any flag. It's the Q American flag. You know, we are seeing the hand of the Lord. He is, um, the Lord has chosen him to be uh, for this great day. And there was a video. I need to show y'all that video. My, um, uh, Rhonda shared it with uh, me. Um, I, I'll go get it real quick. So this is a, some, they're giving a prophecy. Um, I don't even know where it was. I see LV, wherever that is. Uh, this is way back in November 2nd, 2016, just before, just before the election. Check it out. What I was hearing the Lord say was, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Yes. The 
Lord was showing me. I'm going to leave that right down here so y'all can, you guys can go and check that out. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I think that right there is amazing. All right, so um, I wanted you to go definitely go check out that video because it will really encourage you. This is this is the Lord's doing, and this is the uh, this is the, He has the right to the stick. He's the one who can remove the the stone, the the stick, the the sword from the stone, and to to uh, deliver us from this horrible cabal and it's happening. It is happening. So exciting. So exciting. So thank you again for you guys sharing all this information because it really, I think is, uh, can help people not be afraid. And really when you're, when you're not afraid, you, you just fight. You just fight with everything you've got because you know the victory is ours. This is it. It's not going to be in 10 years. It's happening now today. And we're not leaving. We are, we are going to kick them out and we're going to have peace on earth forever. All right. So for a thousand years, <laughs> which is a long time. All right. So you guys have got to listen to this song. It's just so good. Check this out. you lord so much thank you lord so much that you have a have, as that song says you've just given us a revelation thank you lord that you speak to us and you make it clear in our minds and our hearts and we're not listening to anybody but you and we know what you're teaching us is the truth and that you're guiding us every step of the way and you're giving us the strength to to fight in this battle what an honor it is we pray again your strength for every one of us lord deliver us from these evil ones we pray that you protect us from every plot and plan and scheme that they have may they fall into the pit that they dug for us oh uh, thank you so much Lord, for our president, I pray always that he will, <laughs> they will never be able to overcome anything that he does. And that it, one by one, they will be removed from us. And we pray again for the people that they will awaken, come out of their slumber, come out of this deception. Oh Lord, we pray that you would, you would 
uh, uh, pour out your spirit on all flesh that all will dream dreams that will awaken to to um to to know the truth that you will pour into us your spirit so that we know the truth and have the have the uh, ability to to rise up against them um, and uh, so we pray that everyone will come out of this deception that we need to to hide under our beds or 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 that we're going to escape or or that um, that things are going to get worse oh Lord we thank Thank you that we're living in the day when we will see your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise because you won the fight. Just like he said, thank you, Jesus. You won the fight. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.